0: First two days back at school for Mitch and Alyssa. Lucky them. It feels like it goes by so fast. So, so fast. You really, they really <laughs> like the get, days
1: like, go by so fast, or like their entire life has gone by fast. Like, I'm not sure summer. what you're talking about
0: here. It's like, got it. two months in like two weeks is all they get. I used to get three full months off. I'd be out of school around June the 7th and then. I would be back in school right after Labor Day. Okay. Like three solid months of of time off. Of course, I also didn't get the entire week of Thanksgiving off like they do. Right. But it's just interesting because they get into school and really the first couple of days, they don't do a whole lot. And I was telling Mitch that what we used to do, even with three months off, is we would also start on a Wednesday. No, we used to start on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And the Thursday and the Friday were always minimum days. They were like get your syllabuses, meet your new teacher. Then the second day, get your textbooks, mm-hmm. get all your administrative crap settled, like lockers and you know things of that nature. And now it's like they just jump right in and they go, I mean, he even had a zero period and he had to start super early on first day of school. It's just crazy. I don't totally grasp the need for that. But I wanted to talk about why we specifically will not work with our friends. initially. What happens is a lot of friends think that they should get whatever you do, they should get it for free. And it's annoying. It's one thing if you offer it to somebody, but it's a completely different thing when they expect it. Right. And, you know, recently we had a scenario where a friend brought to us an application that he needed and he actually brought it to us like, my gosh, almost two years ago to show it to us. And then he took like a year to get it to the point where he was ready to build it. Then he said he was ready to build it. And what I always found intriguing about that was he had never once asked me for a quote on how much it was going to cost. So I often wondered, like, how did he know he had the money to build it? How did he know how much it was going to cost? Was he prepared to pay the price? (laughs) And in this situation, what I did for him was, this was like a $60,000 project. Yeah, yeah. And I offered it to him for like 12.
1: Yeah. He gave him like a 9,000% discount.
0: Yep. And right away, like things were kind of lackadaisical. He didn't get information to me in time. Then all of a sudden it was with like a week into the project. I need the first phase done in two weeks so I can show it to this place. Mm, I don't think that's possible. And unfortunately I was working with a new development team and the leader of that new development team was one of those people that wants to make you happy, but doesn't bother to think about the fact that by lying to you and tell you they can get something done in two weeks that they really can't get done in two weeks. And therefore they it isn't, make you super it isn't unhappy gonna in make the process. you happy. Yeah. It's not going to make you happy. Yeah. And that's what this person was. Well, he kept adding more and more and more to what we called you know, the first milestone mm-hmm. and then started moaning and groaning that, well, we're no closer to being done than we were when we started and it's taking so long. Well, yeah, of course it's taking so long because you have no clue what you really want done in the first segment <laughs> and and you're getting like dirt cheap work. So long and short of it, the developer was awful. She couldn't figure out how to deploy the application on the server. That took like three weeks, three weeks to solve a deployment to a server. Anyone who's ever done software development will tell you three days would have been outrageous. And it took her three (laughs) weeks. And and worse, when I would ask, hey, why don't you send me the code and I'll go ahead and I'll deploy it, she would resist, resist, resist. You know how it ultimately got deployed? I deployed it. I'm the one who got it out there after three weeks because I'd finally had enough. And I told her, give it to me. I'm going to deploy it. And Roughly. I set up everything and I did everything. So again, we get to like we start this project in October, we get to December, and suddenly he had a monthly payment that he had to pay. Yep. And suddenly he didn't want to pay the last monthly payment. And I'm like, no, that's not the agreement. The agreement wasn't you pay the monthly payment as long as the milestones are hit. The agreement was you pay the monthly payment. I kept putting pressure on the person and putting pressure on the person, the the developer person to get things done. And I started to get really like I was spending 30 hours a week working on just that and yep, trying to sure fix it. Were. So now I'm losing money on the project because I had a very little profit margin on that project. So now I'm losing money. And ultimately, in the end, about a month and a half after all of this whole back and forth about whether he's going to pay or not pay and having discussions. And you know, it was one of these people that would like want to have a meeting and let's meet halfway. But then it'd be like. 10 minutes from his house and an hour drive for us yeah that's that not, wasn't
1: annoying at all
0: you know that's not halfway and the one time i insisted on a place that was actually halfway he whined he complained about the traffic etc well dude i go through that too i have traffic when i drive your way well when
1: well, you asked him and it took him like 40 minutes to get there and it took us 42 minutes to get there yeah so shut up bro
0: then bottom line we get to this point where He asks me a question about how much he had been charged, and I said, you know how much you were charged, and we haven't charged you a single extra dime, even though you've changed things around 150 times, and he came back with this email that was like so condescending and rude, and basically, I had answered his question, and he was like, you didn't answer my question. Well, people, just because you ask a question and you expect a certain answer, when you don't get that answer, it doesn't mean the question wasn't answered. It just means it wasn't the answer you expected. Right. It's kind of like breaking it down to a real simple thing. There's a yes or no question. You want to hear yes. Instead, you hear no. And then you claim the question wasn't answered. No, the question was answered. Yes or no was the answer. No was what the final answer was. Sorry, your question was answered. So I told him that, that the question was answered. And he literally told me that I am an extremely painful person to deal with. Yeah, it's not like that made me want to a punch him or anything. And so then I asked for clarification because I was like, you know, this is a guy who always calls me his brother and he likes me so much. And that's why he wanted to work with me because, you know, I'm the person who did the best work of anybody he's ever worked with. And suddenly I'm painfully difficult to deal with. So I asked him that question, and he literally responded back, you wouldn't answer my question. I asked you a question, and you wouldn't answer the question. So that makes me painfully difficult to deal with. But the fact is, he didn't like the answer that I gave him. That's what the reality was. He didn't like the answer. And it's like, what the hell?
1: Yeah. My favorite part was when all was said and done, him asking for a full refund of all of his money. Yeah. It's not like you'd spent five months working on his stupid-ass project or anything, you know.
0: Exactly. It's like, how to put it? This is why you don't work with friends because no client would ever try to do that.
1: You don't hire friends. You don't become co-workers with friends. None of it. It's all bad. It's all garbage. There's nothing wrong with becoming friends with clients or co-workers. But, uh, yeah.
0: It, it's just, I don't know. There's just something about like that friendship situation. We've had scenarios where we've tried to use friends for projects that didn't work out. We've tried to help friends with ideas that never works out because friends feel like, I don't know, they don't seem to have as much respect for your time and the energy you put into something as a client would.
1: Right. I don't know. And I feel like when you work with friends, they, when, okay, when you hire friends, I feel like they think that they can get away with the least possible effort, and you won't get mad because you're friends. And then they get all sorts of butt hurt if you do get mad and expect more from them. And then when you work with friends and are like they're they're the client, then they expect like nine hundred thousand percent more than you'd give anyone else.
0: And they don't adhere to the rules when you say, hey, if they're this is what we're gonna do right here, here's the spec. Yeah, but it's outside the spec. It costs more money. Exactly. I've even had a friend say to me, I know this isn't part of the spec and I know you're supposed to charge me more money, but I don't have more money and I need this done. Can't help you. I just don't get it at all. It's not a all.
1: huge deal if it's a five-minute thing. It's like a change this over here to red and that's not in your spec. It takes you 30 seconds. It's not a big deal. You'd probably just do it for them without them even asking you to do it for free. When they're asking to like triple the size of the job and they don't want to pay anymore, they can suck it.
0: Well, and, and I also feel like you're like in this situation, that was the end of that friendship. I was not dealing with that. Anyone, anyone who said some of the things he said to me, it's like kind of going to sound like a tangent, but it's not a tangent. It's like that 90 day fiance thing that we watched, <laughs> or the million, the married to first sight thing that we watched yesterday, having a great dinner, everything's going great. And then he decides to pick on one thing, blows up, packs his stuff and leaves and tells her the marriage is over. Who does that? There, there's no way you can come back from that. You cannot come back from that. And you cannot come back from the things that were said about us. You, Especially you just,
1: in that situation where they'd already had a conversation about how she can't handle him leaving and he can't handle her leaving. And like they had that whole other fight and she got all sassy and she just went to the bedroom.
0: Now my for my sassy comment. Now that was going off on a tangent. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to reel it back into the wild. Now you can reel it friends. back in
1: all you want.
0: You can't come back from that. You can't be friends with that person. You can't ever trust that person again. You can't even believe anything they say because what they said in those emails completely contradicted every single comment they ever made face-to-face. Every single comment.
1: Well, and the best part about what the situation you're talking about is that then they went and bashed you to a whole bunch of other people.
0: Well, we don't know that for sure. Based on how someone who used to text me on like a monthly basis, just suddenly stopped communicating. Yeah. I mean, at least know that that person Mm -hmm. was given false information. Yep. And it's sad because the other issue with this person was they kept telling us how they don't have an ego. They don't put ego into things. And yet that's all they were doing was putting ego into the situation. Yeah, And you just kind of say, why? Like, why? Why so much ego, man? Why is there so much ego involved in this situation? Why must you put so much ego into the situation? And it it drove me crazy. And you know me. I don't like to be accused of things. And especially when they don't conform with the facts. Right. It's
1: not like he accused you of taking too long in the project. It's not like he accused you of anything that that actually happened. He said that you mismanaged the project that, you know, he promised to manage.
0: Yeah, that's the part we forgot to mention. Yeah. The reason we gave him such a huge discount is because we took out all of the project management fees, all of them. Yeah. Because he said he was going to, and that's his job. He's a professional project manager. And we took that out so he could manage the project. And do you not recall me just saying a little while ago how I was spending 30 hours a week managing the project? Yeah. Does that sound
1: like he did his part? Like, he did not
0: do anything he said he was going to do. And maybe had he done what he said he was going to do, maybe parts of this would have gone a lot faster. All
1: you were supposed to do was find him the development team and manage them getting paid. That's it. That's all. That was your
0: role. Well, and like, he sent me this giant spec document, and it had like, you know... Section A, number one, A2, A3, A4, A5, A6, all the way like up to A45, then B, one, two, three, four, five. And it was like detailed step-by-step. When the user does this, then this happens. And I remember going through it with him and asking him questions and saying, oh, that doesn't seem to flow. Oh, no, 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 you'll understand it when you see it. And then of course, we would get to that point and the developer would say, I don't understand how this works. And I would ask, and then I'd get like, for like, for number like A33, I would get another list of like 27 things that A33 was supposed to do. Yeah. So how was A33 a complete representation of the situation? Oh, and by the way, just saying, the dude is literally adding to the time that it's going to take by adding another 27 steps to the initial item.
1: Right. Well, then it... My guess is, if he would have actually spec the whole thing out properly, it probably would have been more like a $100,000 project. Yeah. And you probably would have cut it back to like thirty.
0: Yeah, and he wouldn't have done it because he wouldn't have had the money.
1: Right. That's what you get for giving somebody a discount. Stuck and that's why assholes. now
0: I have boundaries. I don't take small projects from people. I have, you know, minimum $10,000 and up. Minimum. I don't want to mess with that stuff anymore. Because it's not worth my time, energy, and effort. Just isn't. And it created such a headache. And I want to say, anyone listening to this who's a friend who has gotten free work from us because we offered it to you, just remember, this doesn't apply to you. Now, I will say, there was that member of the community who asked for help with their logo, and we gave it to them for free, And then proceeded to stab us 37 times with a long knife.
1: She said exceptionally rude things to me and then told me to meet her at Starbucks because I was too much of a word that starts with P to say it to her face. Well. Well. Well.
0: Yeah. And who was the one who didn't show up? Her! Yep.
1: I was at Starbucks, armed with my cuss words!
0: (laughs) But the point is... (laughs) Again, more people who get things from you and have zero respect for you afterwards. So it's just not worth it. Like even, I'm sorry, there's people who are going to look at what you do and be like, oh, well, you know, she only charges this much per hour. So she's not really losing that much money. That's not the point. The point is it's what you do. You wouldn't go to your friend who's a doctor and expect to get labs and all this other stuff for free. The
1: point is you got to have some skin in the game. You're going to act like a douchebag.
0: I mean, we've had a couple of people who are clients act that way. But in the end, we've collected a deposit up front. And I'm going to tell you, I refunded this guy zero dollars and zero cents because my feeling was just going to explain it to the listener. My feeling was that I wasn't supposed to manage the project. and I had to. I wasn't supposed to have to spec things out And I had to, I wasn't supposed to have 73,000 meetings and I had to. So in the end, I took what my profit was and said, yeah, if I were to take the number of hours that I worked and multiply it by the rate that I would charge, you didn't pay enough. You underpaid still. Yep. So you're not getting a dime back, not a dime. And I have to say, the fact that the person never even tried to ask for their money back the second time around shows you that they knew they were wrong, too.
1: My guess is said person got a lawyer and the lawyer told them they had no chance. So...
0: Yeah, I think it did go that route. I agree with you. Yeah. So... I think hopefully people are enjoying the uh, segments that we've been doing about the family Chantal. I hope people are enjoying that. Yeah, there's I, two of
1: those out now, isn't there? Yeah,
0: there's there's two out there. and
1: Third coming soon.
0: Yeah, third coming soon. And uh, we've been having fun with that. Back on our regular release schedule. We had a little hiatus there for a while, but we're back on our regular release schedule. It was
1: too hard to podcast from Arizona. That's
0: going really smooth. Going really smooth. So, yeah. I'm finding a groove again, and, I'm, and I like that.
1: The Emperor's new groove? Pretty much. Well, all right then. Good night, everyone.
0: Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant.
1: If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play.
0: If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating.
1: This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.